0: Ladies and gentlemen, coming up on this episode of Sports Talk with Marcel. Headlines of the week and we jump into this year's NBA Finals. Who have the upper upper advantage right now this series? NFL news along with best and worst. It'll be action and what's next for Tiger Woods? Is he officially done with golf? NHL Stanley Cup playoffs this day in sports history. All right now on Sports Talk with Marcel. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the latest edition of Sports Talk, Marcel. This episode 83 on this wonderful, beautiful, sunny Thursday, June 9th, 2022. Hope you all are having a tremendous day. Thank you again for tuning in for another great episode. We have so much to get into, especially in headlines, NFL news, NBA news, Tiger Woods news, and of course, NBA Finals. What we seen last night. I have I have so much to get into about that. It's just, I've seen some things, some of you guys not watching, what I've seen. Well, some of you may have, and some of you may not. I will put it that way. And of course, in the uh, Stanley Cup playoff, we already have a team that's clinched their way into the Stanley Cup Finals. I'll tell you who that is, if you didn't know. And of course, we're going to get into um, this day in sports history, um, best and worst of the week. But we have to start off with headlines from um, the NFL, all-defensive pro, all-pro defensive tackle Aaron Donald is returning to the Los Angeles Rams with a big raise that will make him the highest-paid non-quarterback in the NFL. The Rams reworked Aaron Donald's deal to give him a $40 million raise over the next three years in his existing contract, sources told ESPN Adam Shatner. Making him the first non-quarterback to eclipse thirty million per season, the reworked deal brings the total value of Dan, um, Donald's contract to ninety-five million over the th- next three years. It's a big deal. Rams coach Sean McVay said Monday on a S- um, XM town hall interview, and he earned it. And he truly is one of the one, in my opinion, means so much to me to our organization. I think the respect that he has gained around his lead, around his lead from guys that have done it at such a high level. Well, he's accomplished throughout his eight years is impeccable. So we wanted to be able to find a solution to getting him taken care of, having him continue to lead the way for our team, for our defense. We had a feeling that it was shredding in the right direction when he was um, when he was at my wedding on Saturday night, the deal which was negotiated by agent um ty friends included a sixty five million dollar guarantee in the first two seasons two years of the contract and structured to such a way that Donald can either retire or return for the twenty twenty four season for additional thirty million guaranteed Sources told chapter the the rework the reworked contract includes a uh, no trade clause. A source told ESPN Jeremy Fowler, Donald 31 underwent his physical and signed the contract Monday. The Rams began their mandatory uh, minicamp Tuesday. The Rams tweeted a video from Donald on Monday in which he said, What's up? It's Aaron Donald. I'm locked back in. Let's go get another ring. Why not? At SoFi Stadium. Getting chills, thinking about it. Let's get to work. Donald had indicted indicted on the I am podcast. I mean, I am athlete. I am athlete podcast last week. His return for the twenty twenty two season was um, up in air on getting a new deal that would he would be at peace with his career if he if if with his career if any agreement can be reached. McVeigh acknowledged that the business side to um, Donald's comments, but said this was something that we felt good about. The things that he see, to, to see uh, day in, day out, the way that it works, the consistency at which he works, how he affects and influences the rest of the team, and really even me as a coach and the rest of our coaching staffs, everything. You check all the boxes for what you want from a ramp. He's a special guy. I'm really happy for Aaron. McVay also credited the team owner Stan Crocken for making sure the deal with Donald got done. Mr. Crocken shows how important it is to really be able to take care of your uh, foundational guys to have in a out have done an outstanding job. McVay said it's a big deal. The 2000 defensive um player of the year sealed the Rams' victory over the Cincinnati Bengals. In Super Bowl 56, when he put um, pressure quarterback Joe Burrow into an um, effortless throw on fourth down late in the fourth quarter. Donald had 12.5 sacks in the regular season and then followed that up with 3.5 more in the playoff during the Rams run to the Super Bowl championship. In eight season, Donald has 98 sacks. He has six seasons with at least 10 sacks. The second most by primary inter- inter- um, interior lineman since sacks became official in 1982, trailing only John Randall, who has nine se- nine such seasons. He has been selected to the Pro Bowl in each of NFL season. Has been a, a, a first All Pro selection seven seven times. He is one of the three defensive players since the 1970 margin to earn a Pro Bowl selection each of his first eight NFL seasons. Outside, Hall of Famers Lawrence Taylor, 10, and Derek Thompson at 9. So kudos to Aaron, Aaron Donald for that big, big deal. He's not alone. But yesterday, because yesterday, the Rams made a bigger, uh, uh, another splash and signed their... Super Bowl, some may say Super Bowl, Um, some may say Super Bowl MVP, but some other thing otherwise it really don't matter at this point. Super Bowl MVP, Cooper Cup signed three years, $80 million extension, so that Townable will stay together for the next three years, probably two, because I believe Aaron Donald is going to do the two years he's going to retire, but congratulations to... The um, Los Angeles round for making sure they take care of Aaron Donald. And, of course, um, um, Cooper Cup. Aaron Donald, for sure. First Battle Hall of Famer. Has basically, man, it, if he played 10 years, if he played more than 10 years, he probably would break the you know the sack record. I believe it's 119, 120-something up the area. But if he played for, like, another three, four years, I think he, he'd be able, he'd be he'd put himself up there to be the, um, the sack, the sack king, they want to call it, but it's it's big that they got hit this deal done, and it's very very big that they got Cooper Cup for the next three um three more years on top of his contract. So you know the Rams could be Super Bowl favorites. You know every year you come into the NFL season, of course Super Bowl teams, the the team that won Super Bowl in the previous year, some in the, in recent years they have had bad seasons. So if the Rams do have a bad season. You kind of know where what's going on. So, um, I, I don't believe the defense would be as solid as last year. Von Miller is not there anymore. Um, and so, I think he's still going to get his numbers up. But it, it would have been a different story if Von Miller was there with him. He probably would break the sack in like a year or two. So, congratulations to them as well. Unfortunate news for the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz face an unexpected search for a new coach. Utah has prepared to enter next season with Quinn Snyder at the helm until the head coach unexpectedly stepped down after eight seasons. I honestly didn't even know he was there that long. My God, I thought it was about four or five years. The two sides had recently discussed an extension with Snyder, who still had two years left on his contract. They did not reach an agreement before Snyder decided to step away. We have spent the last few weeks, talk, um, weeks talking, Quinn and I, uh, a lot about a lot of different things. Team CEO Denny Ainge said during a news conference Monday, a day after Snyder announced he was leaving. I, I think it's pretty clear we desperately wanted him to stay, and at the t- at the same time, I walked away from coaching. And I walked away from being a general manager after 18 years in Boston. And so, I trust that Quinn knows more what's best for him and his family. Much more than we do. Snyder went 376 and 264 with the Jazz. His winning percentage is 5, um, .585, ranking as 18 best among NBA coaches who have worked for at least that long. He's one of the only two coaches that have winning record with the Utah with Jerry the Great, Jerry Sloan, um, being the other. The regular season success under Snyder never um, translated into the playoff. The Utah Jazz uh, were 21-30 and in the postseason games under him. It was time, Snyder said, time for the Jazz to move forward, time for me to move forward. It just made the most sense to me. Ainge will now undertake his third coaching search as the NBA X Team owner Ryan Smith said there is no timetable for making a hire and that the team is not feeling pressure to finish the search before the upcoming draft. We're going to take our time, Smith said. Got to get this whoever... Sissey Snyder will be the Utah fourth coach in thirty four seasons. That's remarkable. Four coaches in thirty four seasons. That's amazing. The Jazz have had just six coaches since moving to Utah in nineteen seventy four. That's still that's still amazing. That's, that's that's very that's very amazing. I know Jerry Sloan was there for at least twenty, but yeah. That's very unfortunate for Snyder. It, hey, you cannot blame the guy, man. It was, it was best. It was probably best for him to go because he kind of knew it was the right on the wall of a deal wasn't reached. So, you don't want to be, you know, do that much as far as the next year or next two, and all of a sudden, deal not still done. You kind of know what you you heading in that coaching fire box. So. It, it was good for him to do, but man, it's, it's just very unfortunate for that talent, um, Devin Mitchell. It's, I, I don't know what they're going to do with him, man. They have to move on from either him or Rudy I Obviously, they're going to move on from the, from the least best player, and that's Rudy. It seen talks that he's on his way to here, Chicago. And I don't, I want, me personally, I, I wouldn't like that. Because if you look at that playoff series between Dallas. He was targeted. He's just not a good. He's just not a good defensive player. He cannot spread the floor. He's can. He, he's a good. He's a good defensive player in the in the in the hole. But outside of those, out outside what a was three point line. at, he is a horrible defender. He is a very horrible defender. And so I think he needs to really work on more. He needs to get. More, I don't Honestly, I don't know what he needs to do, but. He needs to, you know, call up some kind of um, trainer to get him defensive um, defensive coach or assistant or whatever. Some big man to know, to learn how to guard in the three-point line. He needs to work on a lot of skills when it comes to defending. He's very tremendous in the season. But we know... Playoff make legends. Um, Tiger Woods will not play in next week, U.S. Open at the club um, at your country club in Brockland, Massachusetts. This doesn't exactly come as a surprise given that Woods will draw from the PGA Championship last month after three ins- include, and, um, increasingly rubbed rounds. Woods made the announcement Tuesday morning via Twitter. I previously informed the USGA that I would not be competing in the US opening as my body needs more time to get stronger for major championship golf. I do hope and plan to be ready to play in Ireland at the JP Pro-Am in the opening next month. I'm excited to get back there soon. Tiger Woods, June um, this yesterday was reaffirmed that his plans to play in the two European events next month, including the opening championship at St. Andrews, he is still recovering from injury suffering during a single car rollover in February 2021. That very needily cost him his right leg or even his life. He spent most of the rest in 2021 in rehab, strengthening himself with expectations of returning to play in and major and, and little else. Ladies and gentlemen, as much as I love Tiger Woods, we are seeing the end of him. We are it's probably be to me personally. Had a tremendous had a tremendous career in golf. All the championship they, they constantly talk about it so much on ESPN first take. How many championships he gonna win? It, it don't matter about that. I don't I don't really care about that. He's a legend. He will go down probably to the top top three, if not number one. Probably the top three golf players ever to live. But as right now, June of twenty twenty two, we are seeing the end of Tiger Woods. As much as it hurts for me to say that, and as much as it hurts for anybody to believe that, we still talking about a single car accident that, you know, is affecting his leg. And we know golf, you have to be able to you have to be, you know, um durable. You have to be, your stamina have to be up. Your legs have to be right. And we saw what happened in in the Masters. I believe that was in uh, May or April. In April. He had an okay showing. He walked all 18 holes. That was good. But how many times you going to do that a year? He already um, not attended one event this month. He need more rest. So what that means to me is saying, it's not even about the age. It's to body we are unfortunately seeing the end of Tiger Woods. A great career, but hey, all things must come to an end. And I think it's, it's about that time for him. You guys always know what time it is. It is now time for this day in sports history. In 1946, Joe Lewis KO's Billy Cunningham in eight rounds for the heavyweight boxing title. In 1985, the NBA championship, Boston Garden, the Los Angeles Lakers beat the Boston Celtics 111-100 for a four-to-two-game victory. Finals MVP was awarded to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. In 1986, in a clash of future baseball Hall of Famers, starting pitcher California Angel Don Shelton, 298 wins, beat Tom Seaver of the Chicago White Sox, 306 wins, 3-0 at Comiskey Park. And finally, the 2010 Stanley Cup Finals, Wales Fargo Center, Philadelphia PA, the Chicago Blackhawks edge. Philadelphia Flyers 4-3 in overtime for a 4-2 series win, first Stanley Cup for the Chicago Blackhawks since 1961. That was this day in sports history. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. That was this day in sports history. The Colorado Avalanche already clinched their ticket to the Stanley Cup Finals. After 21 years of winning it, they about to win it again. I honestly mean that to the bottom of my heart. There's no team that can beat them to me. They coming off their second sweep of the postseason. Second sweep of the Edmonton Oilers—they did it in overtime and away. You cannot get no you you cannot get better than that. You win an overtime clinching game away. If that don't show me a team to be, I don't know what will. That's one thing this team has shown us throughout the entire postseason: is score goals. This entire postseason, they've shown us how, how to score goals. The New York Rangers have been scoring goals, but man, Colorado Avalanche—they just—they just do not um, panic under pressure. That's one thing I love about the team. They don't panic under pressure. Like the clincher game they care had in St. Louis with a um, game winner at the at the Bobby like what was three or four seconds left in that third period. This team is winning it to me. I would be. I would be. I will be shocked if they don't win. Game 5 is tonight between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Rangers. Um after the Tampa Bay Lightning um tied the series up 2-2 after a 4-1 victory over the Rangers Tuesday night in Tampa. This series will probably go to 7 games. It probably will go to 7 games. Very good, very good series, but it probably go to 7 games. And why is the Stanley Cup playoff starting so late? On the 18th? Really? Why they not not just start when the series is over after, after Tuesday? Well, third, start Thursday. And it's just, it's just, they starting, I believe the Stanley Cup start on a Saturday. A week from Saturday. So we could potentially see a Stanley Cup final in July. That's what, that, what it seemed like to me. But tonight is Game 5. We will see what the um, Rangers do tonight. Now we have to transition over to what happened last night in the NBA Finals. The Golden State Warriors came up just a little short against the Boston Celtics, 116-100. Curry, in a loser, after had 31 points. Klay Thompson, 25 points. And Jordan Poole, who need to play way better than what he played this entire series. Ten points—that's not going to do it. You—if you showing us you the best, um, what is it—the um uh, most improved player—you cannot show us how well, ten points in the finals. That's just not going to go. But the the play, the person of the night was nobody, nobody other than Jaden Brown. He I, I he he dominated that first half. Twenty-seven points for the entire game. Jason Tatum took over in the fourth. 26 points and Marcus Bardi did his 24 points. Three guys that can really score when they need buckets. That is that is absolutely one thing Golden State cannot do. It's absolutely that and the other two which is make three things that I honestly saw last night. The fact that the Golden State Warriors got into the finals I, the, um, the fact that the Golden State Warriors um is in the finals is really amazing. It really is. But it is a reason why I'm starting to think they can really lose this series. Starting with tomorrow night, game four, in Boston. Golden State Warriors. Now this entire postseason, this entire finals. I've seen them do this every single, not even every every game, every quarter. Boston Celtics, I mean the Golden State Warriors cannot do, they cannot defend. They miss open shots and they are just too too small for the Celtics. They are absolutely too small. They have absolutely nobody that can physically take away Al Horford game. Nobody. They too small. They missing shots when they need them. In in that second half, they miss shots. Everybody missed shots. Draymond Green play awful. That 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 tactic of getting to their head is just not going to work. It's not going to work. And I and I had a conversation with uh, one of my one of my. One of my cousins last night. And I told him. I really believe in my heart. And I, and I seen a post on Facebook. And. I had to comment it. I had to comment on. What I really believe in my heart. And this is what I took away from last night. Golden State Warriors. To me. If they don't win game four and five, they lose it in six. Because of what we have seen so far in these three games, each team have won after losing. But besides last night between the Golden State Warriors, Golden State lost game one, they bounced back in game two. Boston lost in game two, bounced back in game three. So if we can see that like that, there is no way. Boston is losing game six. There's no way they lose in game six. They have game six in a home. The first time the finals have been there since the um, 2010 season. It was good to see Paul Pierce with the 75th anniversary jacket. But the Golden State Warriors, I'm really having a hard time understanding they cannot defend whatsoever, and it's just, it's like, it's just, it'd be so simple defense. It'd be, so, it be so simple to me. The way I see it, and they can't even see it. I do believe Golden State still have a chance to win, but to me, I just don't see them winning this serious if they lose game four and five. Now, the reason I say that you guys are wondering why, you know, they can go back and forth to game seven. Yeah, it's a possibility they could in Golden State. But Boston have shown us they can beat them there too. So I broke it down to the point like this. If if new if the if Golden State Warriors win game four tomorrow night and they win game five, don't you think that game six can be very, very up in the air for them? Like you know what? We don't want to go home games. It's always good to have a game six close out when you have a seventh home game. But to me personally, I think Golden State will have the upper advantage going into game six up 3-2. Because they could potentially win if only they up 3-2. In my personal opinion, if they down 3-2 in game six, I'm not picking them to win. I'm just not, cause not only them, but that crowd can affect their play. That Boston crowd, man, they date some some days, some days. I know it's rough for these NBA players to go to Boston, man, in a hostile environment. My God, it's very hostile, in Boston. Ask Kyrie Irving, he know. But I just don't see Boston losing Game Six on their floor three up. A 3-2 up. I just don't I just don't see it. And I just believe Golden State will have a bigger chance to win a championship if they had a game six. If they, if they, if they up 3-2 in game six, that's how that's how I honestly personally feel. I really do feel that way. Now it's time for best of Ladies and gentlemen. Time for Best and Worst of the Week. The absolute best I've seen this past week is LeBron James becoming the first active ever, active NBA billionaire. This past week, LeBron James had become a billionaire. Great things for LeBron James. I know as much people want to hate on him, the mean, they have to give him his props, man. You don't see that. You don't see that every um, every day or every year. First NBA player to become a billionaire. While he playing, the absolute worst with the Los Angeles Angels losing their 14th straight last night. Their last win was March 24th, a 5-3 victory over the Texas Rangers. They already fired a uh, the general manager, the manager Joe Madden, who I felt that wasn't going to be a good fit anyway. But it was so bad last night that the Angels was walking up to Nickelback songs. Nickelback songs as walk ups. Absolutely embarrassing. That will do it for this episode of Sports Talk, Marcel. I will be back next week, with episode eighty-four. Hopefully, Golden stay up three-two because we already, um, you already heard what I really honestly going to thing going to happen. If we not if Golden State up three-two, we can see the end of them. Um, won't be good, but it is what it is. I will see you guys next week. As always, be good, be great, and be blessed. See you guys next week. See ya!